You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hi everyone, I am Martina Cunha and you are listening to Backstage Talk. Welcome back to another episode of Backstage Talk. Today I have the privilege of having Kevin Ray Johnson over. Kevin is a singer, actor, rapper, writer, and director who is in a New York City based. Since 2018, Kevin has been featured well over 170 artists and counting for his interview series on Onstage blog. His performing credits include being the standby in the Grammy Award nominating Gershwin Porgy and Bass from the Met Opera, King Lear from the Royal Shakespeare Company Merrily We Roll Along from Astoria Performing Arts Center, the Love Note musical and original off-Broadway cast, and many, many others. Mm-hmm. Kevin, thank you so much for being here. Welcome to Backstage Talk. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it. How are you? You just told me off mic that you just came back home from doing a show. How was that? The show was good. It was um it was Oliver at the Myers Dinner Theater. Um I played Bill Sykes, so like you know it's always fun to be a villain, but um yeah, the sh- the show like you know ran really really well. The cast was, you know, wonderful and it was it was a all-around great experience. So Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. How was your experience doing a show? Like, I guess this is the first show you, you've you done during or post-pandemic. So how was that? Uh, actually, this is the third show Ooh. I've done. Yeah. All the shows I've done have been at Myers Dinner Theater in Indiana in the last year. I did. I had the chance to play Little um, King Triton and Little Mermaid last summer mm-hmm. and things like that. And then I, did, I came back for their Christmas show. And then I was asked back again to do Oliver. And... It in the the first show you you it's a little nerve wracking because you just I mean the entire world is at a panic yeah but then when you come to this town and you realize like you know it's a population of like almost not even a thousand I think it's like six hundred things like that like when I when I was telling people I was like it is very easy to social distance in this town I was like when you come you'll completely understand it so it it was nerve wracking but then it got a little easier and easier because like you're kind of in your own bubble and like mm-hmm. it's just yeah. So yeah, it, it's it, it's been pretty cool. It's been pretty cool that like that, that Jeremy Little John has given an, some artists an outlet to do their craft during this time. And it's good. It's good to have like some sort of sense of normalcy and of yeah. life pre-pandemic. Uh, so you've been very fortunate, and I'm happy that you've done this three shows. Um, yeah. I want to go back to the beginning. The beginning way. (laughs) (laughs) Let's do this. Yeah. Yeah. Like your story from the beginning. How did you know that you wanted to work in musical theater? It's two different moments in my childhood. I remember my mom um, ran a theater company called Miss Mary's Playhouse, and they were doing a musical called Pearly. And it's, it's an all black musical. And the first, song in the second act is a song called the first thing monday morning and i just remember hearing these booming baritone powerful voices on stage and just being like just enthralled by amazed by it and things like that i was like this is so cool 
so like that was like the first time where I like I had like a little bit of like a, I kind of want to do this. Theaters was always in my life mm-hmm. as a kid. Like I was always doing shows and things like that. But it sounds crazy, but like I knew I really wanted to do this when I was in my show choir at my in my high school. I I don't know. It's just like this the whole like you know putting like you know a set list up or like when it, when it comes to our show choir songs and just putting the rehearsal process and stuff like that. I don't know. I just was like, okay, I can do this. I can do this for a living. Cause like, I was, I was a guy that I was a guy that was into sports and things like that. But like, I really in high school, that's when I was like, okay, this is what I, I think I want to do. I, have, I didn't really talk much about it, but I was like, I think this is really what, what I wanted to do. And like, I'm thankful that I made that choice. <laughs> so, yeah. I love it. I love it. So that was in high school. Then mm-hmm. how was your journey all the way to where you are now like which was your first show how was that audition process for you okay now this is where i guess where it's gonna get interesting <laughs> <laughs> like i um have i work with kids now and i work with some kids at a company called rise above performing arts and i've actually get, i've actually told them this story so like when my first like show show like I, I did a lot of shows you know i did beauty and the beast when i was younger i did a lot of things like that but like my first show my for real show was when i did oliver in college my first year i was in the ensemble and things like that and i remember just you you everyone you, you remember that moment when you get the theater bug everyone when you the theater bug bites you just everyone has that moment i think that's when it and i remember going up to my director and this is like not to like i'm not gonna like you know say their names because i got love for them but i went up to my director and i was like you know i would love to do this for a career i would love to play bill sykes one day and things like that i would really love that and they said to me you'll probably never have a career in this and i yeah i know like, like i said it's a shocker it, but like here's the thing about it. like that was many years ago it's over like uh, but like like i remember like t- them telling me like you're probably never gonna have a career in this but you know you might get something out of it so just you know have fun and things like that when that happened i was just beyond hellbent on proving all the naysayers wrong so in my 20s i just did as much possible theater mm-hmm. martin as i could as much as i could and if I was not in a show, when I while I was in a show, I was in rehearsals for a next show. It'd be a community theater, dinner theater, professional theater, no matter what level, professional, you know, children's theater. And the one thing that I did benefit from that is that it made me realize, like, you know, no matter what, what show you're in, if it's Broadway, The Met, or if it's a hole-in-a-wall cabaret theater, you treat it all the same. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, like, for my 20s, I was just constantly going constantly on cruise control just constantly going and like in my 30s i started to slow down and things like that but like the one thing i always tell kids um nowadays because of because of that journey which i'm thankful for is i don't recommend anyone doing that because like when when you're when you realize like you know theater like theater can consume your life and like you know and um when it comes down to I was so driven on having a career and proving people wrong that I forgot. I missed out on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I missed out on just, you know, pretty much a normal college life, you know, like, you know, have hanging out, having friends, parties and things like that. Cause I was so focused on theater 
and things like that. Like, and like, even in my late twenties, I missed out on weddings and things like that because I was always focused on theater. So I tell people, I was like, please, if you, this is what you want to do, go all out, go all in with it, but don't do what I did. And, um, like, and, and the, the, yeah, not to like, not to be a sad story. It's just like, that's kind of been my journey, you know? And then in my thirties, like, you know, things start slowing down and I just start be realize like, you know, you don't have to, you can, you can slow down and you can make choices and control your narrative and your career and things like that. And that's just pretty much what I did for my thirties. So that's been my journey. Just like, you know, doing a lot of theater, trying to perform as much as I can and like always finding good out of it, but also something to learn from it you know so i hope that yeah and in that order of ideas which have been the biggest lessons you've learned through all this hectic um journey for you you said what's the biggest lesson yeah the biggest lesson um is that realize that this industry has a lot of opinions and you have to like you cannot compare yourself to how anyone else's career is going and just know that everyone literally has a chance to excel and to make it in this career. A lot of the reason why a lot of people don't is because they, they can't stick it out through the bad time. And like, you know, there, there are going to be, everyone goes through dry spells, but like, you know, just stay the course and just stay true to who you are. And if you do that, you will find success no matter what level it is. It could be Broadway. It could be regional. You will find your success. So like, the, like, you know, all the success and stuff is just, pass hard if that makes sense you know so yeah i love it which have been the favorite memories of shows you've done because you you just said that you did a lot and i love this full circle moment from yeah. oliver playing in the ensemble to a couple of Playing. months ago you playing bill uh, yeah so i just love that full circle moment yeah. which have been other of your favorite memories from shows favorite memories I'm gonna have to um I mean number one with the bullet um has to be Porgy and Bess. Um just being a being a standby in the show, it gave me the opportunity to learn the show in a different way because your your number can be called at any time type of thing with opera. And like it it was just a great way to learn the show. And also it's just because like it felt the cast really connected and really bonded. There's a there was a lot of them. Like the Met, like you know, the cast was big. It had to be like 40, 50 people in the cast. But like every single time we were to do a show, we were we were about to do a show, it felt like, you know, just friends catching up before the show. We were saying, hey, good to see you, things like that. And everyone, I don't think I met everyone in that cast was really nice. And like th there's a difference between like, you know, professional nice and you know you're putting on a good face like they were all genuinely very nice mm -hmm. and like they were all very talented and there were moments in the beginning where i'm like how did why am i in this room i'm not worthy but then like you know that cast like would will definitely make you feel like that i'm even talking about like you know angel our our best she's just she her name is perfect because she's a, a complete angel and, <laughs> and things like that so yeah that's um And the other memory I would I would probably say is um I've done next to normal four times and each time I've done it it just it just is such a journey and it's just it feels like such a sense of accomplishment. So like I think though those are probably like the two ones that stick out to me the most because like all my Dianas were like amazing. My first Diana's name was Jamie, second 
was Denise and then Jessica and then Lauren, and they were all just so wonderful. So those are probably the two main ones that stick out to me. I love it. I love it. I want to turn now into onstage blog. All right, yeah. Because it's a huge site. It has a lot of writers, a lot of contributors, and you're always on point on news. So talk to me a little bit about this project. Well, um, like I um joined the onstage blog family, I think about three and a half, four years ago. And like Chris Peterson is just someone who I followed since the like you know beginning of onstage blog. I really appreciate that he is someone who will speak up on topics that need to be spoken up on, mm-hmm. and and for me, like I think it's also hilarious. Like the people who get mad at them, get mad at him, who like have talked to me about it. Oh, some things he talks about. Then those are the same people who want to reach out to me when something happens to them, them in theater. I'm like, so I'm like, I'm like, clearly Chris and Onstage Blog were doing something right when people feel like they need to come to us first when they, they hear about an issue. Um, I first wrote there was this, there was two articles that I wrote in the beginning that like I just things I wanted to get off my chest and one of them was an article that like kind of went everywhere which was like stop asking performers to talk blacker during auditions like when I wrote that I just was kind of almost venting a little bit and then that was the first time I ever saw something I had like go viral and I was just like oh it feels good that people can connect to this. And at the same time, it kind of sucks that people can connect to this, you know? So like, but then after that, like, I really wanted to get into like, really want to know, learn more about journalism and like, you know, like, you know, interviewing people and things like that. Mm-hmm. Cause I just, I always find interviews very fascinating. And like the one thing, like I read this inter- interview on this website and I just remember, remember thinking like, you know, I'm going to like, I, what do I know about journalism? But I was like, I would have asked so many, I would have asked like, different questions you know i just i just the first time i was like oh my gosh this reporter asked all the wrong questions <laughs> you know <laughs> especially for like you have this broadway performer who like had like i think it was like 10 credits under their belt and like you just like won't you just ask about them you, you know like how you you know that would be like they were asking about like you know things they heard about in shows and i was like to me i, I just wanted to simplify it. like so like when did you want to be a performer you know things like that like yeah were there any teachers that like helped you? Like, you know, how are you enjoying the show? What advice would you give to young performers? Cause, and the reason why I wanted to do that was because I remember, and this is something like, I think is really important is that I remember the first time I worked with Broadway performers and I remember like being programmed into thinking that they're these, like just these creatures that are not human. You know what I mean? Like they're this, these, these things and then like i when i spoke to them i was like wow you you, you're all normal people like (laughs) you know what i mean even even like even like i think it is something so silly like to the point where like what was like i want i want mcdonald's i was like you like broadway performers eat mcdonald's (laughs) (laughs) you know it was so silly to me like i I was i look back and i was like i was so young and naive but i like i just fell with this series i was like when I interview Broadway performers and like the one thing I'm happy with like young people who read my, read my interviews, they're like, wow, they're like normal people. People, I'm like, they're just like how I am. And I just love that. Like, you know, when you read an interview, you can connect with them. Like, you know, Oh yeah. I was auditioning. I had to do all this. And they're like, wow, that's what I'm doing right now. You know what I mean? So it's just, that was just kind of my goal just to create a, a feature, an interview series with questions that artists would want to answer. If that makes sense, you know, it does. Yeah. 
it does yeah. because it 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 has happened to me too um that i'm i don't know reaching out to this broadway performer big broadway performer and it actually happened to me yesterday um yeah because i i texted through instagram uh lucy saint louis the new christine yeah. die from from the phantom yeah. uk uh and she answered me and i was like you're a goddess and you're answering me like yeah <laughs> and so i understand like this feeling of uh they are out of reach out of this world but yeah they're like this... they're just like us <laughs> yeah like they're just like us and they completely get it they remember they remember life before the equity card they remember all that stuff and i think that's just very important when it comes to like teaching younger people when it and when it comes to theater like you know like it's It is a tough business, and I think we need to give kids more credit. I think they know it's going to be tough, but like when they see people that like are so well accomplished, but yet they're still so down to earth and normal. I have yet to come across a mean person doing the during the series. Like they're always usually so humble and so kind and things like that. So it's just like, yeah, I just I just think that's really important to like you know, you know, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I totally, I, I, I totally agree with you. I want to ask you, you've done a lot. You perform, you direct, you write, you interview, like you do yeah. theater journalism. Yeah. You have a broad spectrum of experiences throughout the industry. What would mm -hmm. be the best advice that you could give a young people that want to enter the industry, the entertainment industry, the showbiz? The best advice I can give is just to remember your why. Um, and that's that's um, something that you have to constantly um, reinvest in as an artist. Even me, not the age of 35, you have to remember why you're doing this. And I think... Um, Like, like I said, like I said, not too long ago, like um, I think kids are smart enough to know, like young artists are smart enough to know that this is a tough industry, but just because it's tough doesn't mean that it's not possible, you know, and things like that. So like, and like, just because someone else is getting it quickly, doesn't mean that like your time is never going to come and like, just realize like, yes, there's a competitiveness in our industry, but It, you don't you don't when you see someone else succeed don't instantly think about where your career is because like that's gonna drive you bonkers that's gonna drive anyone bonkers so yeah just remember just remember why you're doing this why you love it and just like you know realize there's gonna be you know some hot and cold times we this is a stubborn industry this is a stubborn business we're in we just got through a pandemic you know what i mean like where there were moments where me and my wife rachel like i, I remember like we were like We're, this is gonna this is gonna pass but like there are moments i'm like wow like what's what's theater gonna look like after you know what i mean i'm like yeah. what like like is it is it going like is broadway gonna be able to remain this you know what i mean like so i was like just just remember that, like you know you have everyone has what it takes to make it in this industry do not let anyone tell you otherwise i you love know? it i love it and i i can just think going back to this full circle moment in which this director told you that you weren't gonna go anywhere in this industry and years later you played the same show yeah. on that character that you wanted to when you were a kid and i just love it 
it it was um yeah that 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 was a full circle moment for me and like that that was it was a very like Bill Sykes um that was a very important moment for me in my career um because it it just was it was a strong reminder that like like it is possible and like i don't even with like you know and i i remember like i i like wrote a little status on facebook because i i was told through a grapevine that like that director felt really bad about saying that to me so i i I was like let's get something clear i don't want their situation to get messed up because of something they said to me almost 20 years ago you know what i mean i just to me it was like you you're not gonna have a career okay i'll show you that i'm gonna have a career you know what i mean and i, and I was like it, maybe in some ways i should thank them because they motivated me you know but like i don't there's no grudge there with me it's just it's just but it was just one of those surreal like wow like before i walk on stage to think that like to perform my name i'm like wow wow it, it is possible you know what i mean like it's it's one of those reminders because like there's times where i say like you know I just gave the advice, but I'm like, there's still times where you know that little voice gets in your head. But I'm like, wow, it's okay. I can. This is possible. This is great. You know, so yeah, I love it. Definitely. Before we close, I where, where can people find you? Where can people um, contact you? Reach out to you. You can contact me um, Facebook.com Kevin Ray Actor. Uh, I mean Facebook.com backslash Kevin Ray Actor. Like that's literally my. Um, facebook fan page you can also find me on um on instagram at kevin ray um kevin ray actor blogger playwright that's my instagram handle <laughs> yeah <laughs> just let everyone know what i do and um, if you just want to email me personally when it comes to like you know onstage blogger if you feel like you have a story you want to tell or like you know want me to feature you you can contact me at kevin ray johnson at hotmail.com yes i'm the only one in the world that still uses hotmail but it's it works if it ain't broke don't fix it and yeah so yeah those are like the three main ways you can contact me i love so. it one last question a surprise right. question for you all right top five favorite musical theater shows top five yes okay number one with the bullet is gonna probably be spring awakening next to normal hmm Phantom of the Opera, because that's that's the show that got me really got me into it. Phantom of the Opera. Okay, Spring Awakening, Next to Normal, Phantom of the Opera. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say, going to say the Lion, the Lion King, definitely Lion King. And then the, the fifth will probably be, hmm, the fifth. I'm probably gonna like. I'll probably go with West Side Story, just a because, classic. just a classic, just because. You can. I need to have a Sondheim in there. So yeah, like yeah, so, like West Side. Like, let's say a, a West Side Story, Sweeney Todd tie for fifth. But like yeah, like this some Sondheim. But yeah, those would be my five. Yeah, I love it, Kevin. Thank you so much. Thank you for your words, your wisdom, your advice. Um, I know that you will have an amazing, amazing comeback mm-hmm. after you. the pandemic, and I'm really happy to have you over on the show. Thank you so much. You are too kind. Thank you so much. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this new episode of Backstage Talk. Remember to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Backstage Talk Podcast.
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise. 